0: Hey Marcus, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Hi, yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. And you? Yep, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing absolutely fine actually. Um so before we before we like get in the main conversation, let's get a background about you. So who is Marcus? A little bit about what you have built, or what you are building right now, and like a little introduction of yourself.
1: Okay, so my name is Marcus Beal. I'm 43 years old, Um, I have a wife and two uh, super, super uh, beautiful boys, two and four years old. Um, Yeah, I live in Munich, Germany. Um, I'm a Java developer from my profession, from my background. Um, And since 2020, I'm working on MailDropper, an email marketing tool, uh, specifically for bootstrapping companies. Um, and, and SaaS founders, um, yeah, um, we have, um, I don't know, roughly, I would say below 1000 customers, we have roughly like, uh, below a hundred paying customers. Um, yeah, we focus a lot on simplicity. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot on simplicity. Uh, that is really, for me was always important because. I don't know, actually I, I I have HDHD, so I really suffer from complexity. And I guess that's uh, one of the reasons why for me always personally, it was always important that things are simple, clear, straightforward. That's how how I was focusing on as, as a Java developer um, before I also uh, was establishing a brand of myself as a Java clean coder. Um, and that also is like the main goal with Maildropper Uh, I want that you sign up, you understand everything, you get ready in, in like, minutes. Uh, You don't need a PhD to understand what what this tool is doing, and you're ready in in minutes. That's really our main goal.
0: Yeah. Mm. So, actually, I do see, like, on Twitter, uh, especially, a lot of founders who have ADSD. So, like, for for some users who, uh, for some, I'm sorry, uh, listeners who might not know what ADSD is, just give a small little like review on what ADSD is and what it kind of looks like. Because a lot of people are, I think, affected by it these days. Yeah, so
1: actually, um, I think as, as you said, many are affected from that and, and don't even know. So I found out like a bit over 10 years ago, Um, Hmm. So I found out when I was still employed at the time and I was attending a meeting that was kind of a bit boring. (laughs) It didn't have really, from my perspective at least, a really like a goal. It was just a high level blah 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 meeting kind of, (laughs) um, as you might uh, have seen such meetings. And I was tired at the day, I also have to say, uh, that came on top. And uh, as a result, I was constantly like seriously falling asleep in a meeting. Like my eyes were really like shutting down and I was really like, I had a sleep for a few milliseconds or seconds. And my boss, as well as the boss of my boss, noticed. And they looked quite angry because it was like uh, an important meeting with important people present. Uh, Yeah, so I I felt like really stressed. You should not uh, fall asleep right now. There is eyes on you. But I couldn't help it. I was uh, falling asleep because (laughs) couldn't focus the concentration. So uh, I I fixed that thing back then by you know I just kept going to the toilet, pretending I had to go to the toilet, where I was just pushing cold water into my face to to stay awake uh, and to get a break from this blah blah blah. But that that for me was like the trigger to say I should consult a doctor and see is something wrong with me, (laughs) because I was like you know that shouldn't happen even if I'm tired. You know I should be able to stay awake. And they did some 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 tests and found out yes you 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 have HD HDHD. I can't say suffer because it's not an illness. It's it's just mm-hmm. your brain functions differently. It's actually also yeah. it's 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 also a superpower. So it comes with a lot of perks. So uh, and that's maybe also why I am a founder and that's probably why many of us are founders and also a developer. So I was a very successful developer before because. I can focus when I can focus, which only works on <laughs> under certain conditions, uh, like way better. I can hyper focus. I see details that no one else sees. And and that, you know, as I said before, you know, simplicity, I, I see so many details um, that, that others just ignore. Uh, but um, yeah, but on the other hand, I have to be you know in, in a certain mood it has to be interesting a topic has to be interesting to me so if a topic gets boring my brain decides you know that is boring then you get zero i think it's endorphins or what it's called you know i'm not a doctor so uh anyway you know the, the chemicals they work differently and for a normal not hd uh, per person um mm-hmm. yeah you always have enough of that stuff and and you're fine but if you have hdhd it has to be really super interesting and if it's not, then you, you fall asleep, you can't focus. And uh, yeah, so also I like always to change uh, because that way it keeps interesting. That's also when I was employed, I, I kept switching jobs because it got too boring for me. And I found out like even when I'm going to a restaurant or bar, After like half an hour, hour, it gets too boring to me. So I introduced with my friends, we were, I was um, uh, making bar tours for them because that way it was way more interesting for me and I uh, enjoyed the evening much more. So HDHD for others, you know, (laughs) so people experiencing people uh, having HD can be really stressful because, uh, uh, yeah, uh, when you you proceed, you are going like in a super speed. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so yeah, so you, you just can't control your pace, That that's part of HTTG. So, so you have like super power, super speed, but you're not always necessarily going in the right direction. Right. Um, so you have to just ensure you're, you're focusing, you're focused on the right thing and then full power, you're like Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, if, if you like by accident cannot, then you, you might go in the, in the wrong direction. I don't know if that that helps to to understand what HDHD is or for it's sure. not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think a lot of uh, people uh, maybe have started experiencing it, like in the far, in the past decade or something. Uh, because uh, I mean I, I think I saw this example somewhere. Or when you, uh, for example, go on YouTube, how long can you stay on a video? Before you switch to the other one, so that's something which a lot of people experience. I think it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also for me the same. Like, yeah. If it's just boring, then you know, I, I just can't focus, and I just skip, 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 next, 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 next. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So, uh, what what is Maildrop? What is, in simple terms, what are you building right now?
1: So MailDropper is an email marketing SaaS um, and like, so, so what is it right now? Um, it's um, yeah, it's a tool how you can like, it's the opposite of cold email. It's, it's you can, you can um, build up several forms for your, for your site um, without any coding required. You can integrate them into your website that way you can collect subscribers, people signing up for, for example, your newsletter. And uh, then inside the system, you can uh, build, for example, you can customize the whole system. Like you can uh, decide, I want not only the first name last time, I also want to have, for example, the birth date, the favorite color whatsoever. Um, So you can collect the the data that you need for for running your business. Um, And then you can also like tag uh, uh, subscribers based on interests or like you sent out a newsletter and then people click on a link that way, you know, uh, that's part of the email automation. Um, That way you can tag the people so that, you know, you know, that person clicked on a link. So obviously like, let's say you're running a surf school and you're offering a beginner course an advanced course and an expert course. Now, if someone clicks on the expert course link, then most probably this person is interested in that course. Right. Uh, So you can use that to then, uh, segment your audience and then, for example, send out a newsletter specifically for the experts uh, and that way improve your conversion rate, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. if you have, let's say, 10K people on your list, um, but you're just, you know, very, very... Um, your, your, your whole uh, marketing text, your whole emails are always like, um, whoever wants to do this or that, then no one is really interested, right? But if you target this yeah. down to a very, very specific uh, aspect... Like you're saying, you know, I see you are interested in this expert course, and we have the special deal for you today. Then uh, the chance of success, of course, is is much higher. So, th- so that that's one of the things you can do um, with Mail Dropper. Um, there is like for the email automation part, we're still um, currently working on extending that uh, a lot to have a full visual automation builder. Um, yeah. yeah, but. Um, yeah, we already have like lots of features also like the tool is gdpr compatible because uh as i said initially I'm, I'm from munich germany so that's actually a law requirement and yeah for many companies from from europe that's also a law requirement and that's why i, I thought i looked at the competitors many coming from the us and yeah. they don't give much about gdpr because uh, in the u.s uh, regarding data pr- uh, privacy, there's basically almost no rules, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. for sure. Um, now, like one thing related uh, to the uh, GDPR part, before we like talk about mail dropper. Uh, so, in your in Europe, why is it that the laws regarding data privacy are so stringent? I mean, it's a good thing to do. It's a very important thing to do. But like Europe, I think uh, they banned Bard right now, so google Google's bard that they launch. So why are this so strict? Well,
1: first of all, I'm not so sure that they banned Bard. I think that just Google made a decision to not launch it in Europe yet. um but they uh, might still oh, do. I might be wrong. Uh, but but again i i'm also not 100% sure but that that is just my current information but it's like uh, i heard that italy has banned uh, gpt um yeah,
0: that yeah.
1: that's what i heard so so yes i mean uh europe is very strict and and why is it so well um i i can't say for sure i can say that i i guess uh, if you want to look for a guilty one then then it's probably germany because <laughs> um, like in Germany, we always had very strict uh, data protection rules and uh, Germany, I guess, uh, being in the center and being one of the economically strongest uh, companies, uh, company, <laughs> countries almost, countries, uh, right. countries in, 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 in Europe, I think had strong influence on, you know, convincing the others to take over that model. So so I think pretty much it's 99% what we already had in, in Germany, but now yeah. it, before it was just there, it was never really enforced. Um, now it's 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 much more strict because it's also actually enforced. At least that's what what I hear. And and why? I mean, from the, from the one yeah. perspective, uh, data protection. I think is a, as you also said is a very very good thing. Um, and it helps us against uh, like the the the, the <laughs> let's say evil evil companies. You know uh, yeah. the, the, the big ones. I, I was going to say a name, but let's not. Uh, Anyone yeah. who can 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 uh, decide themselves what is an evil company or not. Um, but I guess you get get the idea. It's it's about the big ones, right? That that collect all our data and then you know do do the evil things. Uh, no one one likes to be tracked down to the to the very last bit. But the, now now comes the sad part uh, for for us bootstrapping companies, small companies, uh, small businesses. This is really like hell because it's it's it's, it's okay. super like it's already challenging more than challenging enough to to bootstrap your own company, and and you want to of course focus on your business. Um, but on top then to have to focus on on you know the very strict <laughs> rules of the GDPR, um, yeah, is like similar to you know oh let's let's give up let us just just not try at all, uh, mm. yeah. So in this aspect you know uh, I hope that um, implementing that in 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 Meldropper, you know uh, takes away that burden from a company. Uh, do not even on top have to focus on 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 all the GDPR rules, yeah. So, yeah. so and, and and I personally, I I hate it because, you know, okay. it also bites me it, and, and and clicking all these, you know, cookie warners, I think it hasn't changed anything. So the big, so evil companies, they still do the thing that they did before. Just now you have a billion, you know, cookie warners and then they, on the cookie warner, it says, okay, if you entered the site, you know, we will steal all your data. We will do all the evil things. Are you okay with that? Yes. Then you can continue. Otherwise, bye-bye. And since people want to use all these services, yeah, I think not much has changed, but for the small businesses, and I see even for the offline businesses here in Europe, uh, when you join a, a social sports club, they give you a, a large uh, a form that you have to sign that you are okay <laughs> with, you know, just storing your data and then it just gets crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just to clarify on the Google part, so what Google actually said and, uh, uh, i think i uh, i'm like i just looked it up right now so google has said that it's working on it's working to comply with the gdpr for bard and once it's done, it will be available in the european union countries that's what yeah google
1: that's said. what i guess so they're just taking in some extra iterations to to not have the risk of being banned so they want to tackle yeah. that risk in advance. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because when you're banned, it's it's really much harder to get out of that. I guess.
0: Yeah. Now, talking about mail droppers. while I was uh, like researching a little bit of what the product is and what it does, I found a couple of competitors to pretty uh, big companies, uh, per se. So, what do you think is uh, like you are competing with companies which are way bigger than uh, a bootstrap uh, founder. So how do you think, what do you think is the best way and how how can you compete with such large corporations? Because they have a lot of capital unlike you and they have a lot of uh, manpower unlike you. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. So, I think from we I can tackle or I do tackle that from two sides so first of all regarding the manpower um mm-hmm. from my own perspective as a as a java backend developer and i have actually 22 years of experience and mm-hmm. we spoke about that initially i have my superpower of HDHD. Yeah. so um i'm really a fast developer i'm a very experienced developer and since I'm I'm, I'm, I'm bootstrapping, I'm, I'm a super lean, super simple you know company without all the meetings with all the overhead of having a manager that manages a manager that manages another manager and so on. I I would just say my own manpower compares to 10, if not even 100 uh, developers in, in a big uh, enterprise corporation really. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm, at, I'm also at the site working for clients so I can I can see what they can accomplish. Uh, with large teams and wh- what we accomplished in, in 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 a similar time with MailDropper. So so first of all, we have lots of more speed because of the lean, agile, simple bootstrapping uh, approach, and I could talk more about that. We also don't need all the features, right? So um, we are specifically focusing on you know uh, companies, people, people like ourselves. Uh, so like uh, one person, two person businesses that are also bootstrapping, and you know they. So when you're on that uh, path, you have little time, you're, for example, you're working a lot at nights, at least that's also what I do. Um, And so you don't have the time to read through, you know, (laughs) 200 pages manual. You just want to (laughs) get started really quick and you're just getting started. So you just want, you know, to have your newsletter ready. You want to be able to contact uh, your, your subscribers as fast as possible. So we focus on that aspect and, um the the um there are more advanced uh tools but they're also targeting for example email marketing agencies that would have like let's say hundreds of thousands of uh subscribers that would need very advanced filters um yeah so um i hope that these two aspects answer your question
0: yeah they they did uh, pretty well so the Main advantage which, uh, like, small companies or small startups have against big corporations big corporation uh, is speed. So, like you said, there are managers on top of managers, on top of managers, etc., which uh, uh, slows down the uh, development process. Uh, whereas, in a small corporation or in a small startup, uh, they don't have to go through hundreds or, if not, tens of meetings to get something approved. Yeah. Yeah. So, But but now, uh, like we see with uh, uh, OpenAI and all these companies, uh, even though they are uh, kind of like big corporations, but the rate of innovation is incredibly high. So how do you think uh, can a corporation then compete? Not necessarily compete, but be at par with them. That's the right way to put it.
1: Well, so speaking of MailDropper, I can say that at the moment we have like, I don't know, let's say 70 to 80% of the features of our competitors. So some are missing, yeah. which is why uh, our pricing is like very competitive. I think, I, I checked uh, like many of the competitors and I would say that we are at the moment, the most affordable uh, email marketing tool, which again, you know, plays uh, uh, forwards for for small starting uh, bootstrapping companies that don't have the budget right. of, you know, a few hundred dollars per month or whatever. That's that's one advantage that you get. Um, and then the, the other advantage is you get me. <laughs> and I mean, that's serious. I mean that, for example, you know, uh, for the customers we have now, I really treat each and every customer like royalty. Uh, mm-hmm. they very often, you know, they, I really get an email because they would approach me, for example, on, on, on Twitter. Uh, they sent me, I need this, I need that. And, and, and yeah. I will do my best, uh, to help them 24 seven, like just this weekend, I was, uh, on a, on a hike with my family and we mm-hmm. didn't have internet for 24 hours. In that time, there was uh, something happening. Uh, a client had had an issue, uh, wrote me a direct message on Twitter. So it took me 24 hours on a weekend, right? It was Sunday, to to reply to him. Uh, so this was a, so normally I'm trying to say you know it would take at most eight hours when I'm just started to sleep when you when you reach out to me. Yeah. But usually I I will reply in in, in in like 10 minutes and will do all my best to, to help you out. And that is something, if you're starting out and, you know, again, you are short in time and and you just want to get this thing started, we will make sure that it will work for you. We will, you know, go the extra mile. And tell me a company where you have direct access to the CTO or a CEO. Yeah, so I think that that really is something that my customers appreciate a lot.
0: For sure. Do you think that uh, as you kind of, grow as the company grows you will onboard more people and if you do that uh, then how will you maintain the same uh, customer experience person
1: okay well first of all i would try not to so mm-hmm. for me you know hiring someone is always like the the last rescue so okay. i i i i mean i was also approached by you know uh, these angel investors here, take that, take that. And I'm not interested because yeah. I'm not interested in, in, in making buildings or whatever. I'm really focusing on my freedom and just doing what I enjoy. That is actually developing a system. Um, so that is what makes me happy. And that's what I focus on. And so, um, yeah, of course, you know at some point you you have to scale. I mean, also right now I'm not alone. I have some freelancers working for me, um, mm. but it's really, really still nice and simple. And uh, I think you know we can stay with that approach quite long. Um, at the moment, um, we're working on 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 a very complex, very nice. I mean, not complex as in complex, but you know, very let's say powerful uh, email automation flow. Um, mm. that like really can nicely compete to the the big uh, other competitors that we have, Um, but we didn't need a team of 100 developers to to implement that. In fact, um, at the beginning when GPT came out, I was really like, oh, what's that? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was really not not, not a fan of that, but I tried it and now I'm in love with GPT. I have a subscription with GPT-4 and it helped me (laughs) to implement big parts of the email automation workflow that we will soon publish. Um, so that also is a way how you, you know, you can scale. Uh, this is like the personal system that I have, but uh, it's still, it's, it's there when I need it, but it's, it doesn't come with all the personal issues that, you know, come up when the team grows and, you know, we're all humans.
0: Yeah. I mean, talking about uh, GPT, do you think like you have a lot of experience with, uh in the tech industry so do you think that uh G- gpt and the like advancements in ai will they uh, be able to replace software engineers or programmers in general?
1: i would say yes and no um so first of all i will say no uh hmm. no but here it really depends what is a software engineer right um yeah. for me a software engineer is you know, the, and that's the part that I that I enjoy doing, is the creative part. It's the part of you have a problem. You tell me your problem. We we, we talk together. You explain to me your problem. I understand your problem, or if not, I will ask many many billion questions, and so we have uh, really a communication going on, uh, and then I, I will start to transfer uh, your problem into so, uh, into you know a solution. Uh, and will will you know use all my 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 creativity, my experience, my my creativity, um, to solve it in a, in a, in a really smart way, so that it uses little resources, so that it is very extensible, so that you know, um, so I can extend it in the future. But, uh, and that is something that you know I don't know. You can never say never. Maybe in a hundred years or whatever, AI will even be able to do that. But at the moment, it's just based on patterns. So you have to say it exactly what you want it to do. And the more exact you are, the, the better it will be able to do that, but it still needs that person. It's just a tool at, at the moment, right? It's not like a people, and that's also why I hated it at, at the beginning because artificial intelligence. GPT is, is zero intelligent. It, it, it's stupid like a brat. It's yeah. just a tool. Like, would you say a, a hammer is, is 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 intelligent? No, it's not. But would you say a yeah. hammer is, is 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 useless? Also not. So hmm. uh, a hammer is a hammer. You can you know uh, kick your toe with it and it hurts. Uh, yeah. You could even kill people with it and it uh, would hurt even more. But you can you know build a house with a hammer. So uh, so GPT is is a tool. You can use it for good things. You can d- use it for evil things. Uh, you can do just crazy or stupid stuff with it, but it still needs the person behind the tool, and and that's what I call you know the uh, the craftsman, uh, the the creative person behind that makes GPT fly. So no, or that's even wrong. That makes you fly. So used as an assistant in the right way, the AI can help you to fly. But it will not fly by itself at least as of today. and I think it will take long until it would go further than that. So if you're speaking of you know engineering as development, you know, just coding if else, if else, if else, yes, that can be replaced today or maybe yeah. in a matter of years, right? But yeah, to, to, that really doesn't have much of a value. So if if so I think each of us, have to you know focus more on the intelligent, smart um, part have to focus more on you know wh- why am i different how am i different what is my specialty yeah. and if you have that if if you have that then replacing that will be very very difficult so i think it would even uh, so the ai will probably in the next years put more pressure on me will 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 we'll have more people asking for my my help my assistance um, because they need someone that can make the AI fly,
0: for sure. So it's kind of like you have a personal competitor, like uh, whom you're competing with. And if you don't grow at a pace which is faster than that competitor, then you, then the and the competitor is uh, like the GPT four, five, or whatever, whatever comes out. And if you don't exceed uh its level of innovation or training then uh it will or may take your job in the future not i don't think it can do anything near to that in like, yeah, but five years or anything
1: what it can do is what you also kind of said i think right now i think each of us has to use ai to their For advantage sure. because if you don't then there will be this other person making use of it and they will totally yeah. outrule you. So as I said, I, I just wrote a very very uh, complex uh, set of of, of uh, rules uh, of uh, for for we have for right now a filter where you can say you know find me uh, uh, create me a segment with with all the subscribers that have that first name and that tag and so on. But Mm -hmm. uh, in this first version, it was very, very simplified. You could just say equals. Now with the new version coming out soon, you will be able to say starts with ends with contains, uh, does not equal, and so forth and so on. Um, uh, uh, Others have that too. um, But I'm sure that the other companies, they had these hundred developers (laughs) working on that for let's say two years. Well, I implemented that in in a matter of a week together with GPT-4. Yeah, and, but, and that it speeds me up, like you
0: know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I see a lot of uh, schools and universities and even companies, not not a lot of them, very few that are banning the use of uh, GPT or uh, Chat GPT, uh, especially for some reason. There's no point to it, actually. People always find workarounds and you should use it to your advantage. Right? That's amazing, yeah. actually. Awesome, so what else have you uh, been like, uh, what is all you interested in in technology especially, apart from uh, these uh, tools and building made up in tech especially?
1: Yeah, well, as I said earlier, I'm now a Java developer of 22 years. So if ah. someone in the audience is also a Java developer, they might actually know me because um, I started to you know be self-employed in 2050 and I was working on on establishing my, my brand as a, as a Java developer. I did a, a very well-known Java course online um because that's really what I enjoy I mean that connects those cores back to the HDD part. Um, like when I'm sitting here at my desk I'm listening to to uh some some silent music that allows me to focus um that is really you know sitting there solving a problem, uh, building a really nice, lightweight, simple, pragmatic architecture, uh, solving the the, the the given problem in a in a smart way, um, with less code, with being more performant, more secure. Uh, that really, and you know, talking to to, to customers um, and seeing how how you solve their problems, uh, that I, I really enjoy that, and I really enjoy you know to make the code clean. And um, so I started with Java in in 2001, I think. And okay. uh, that was at the university, I studied computer science and then uh, <laughs> uh, the teachers or the, the professors told us, you know, it's just one programming language, you will do that. And after two years you will do this and this and that. But I was like, you know, okay, might be, but first of all, I want to master Java. Um, well, I, I still haven't mastered it uh, because it's <laughs> so so huge and even when you think you would have mastered it there, there's new stuff approaching so okay. uh, and that's also again i guess also related to ADHD because you know i i i have a hard time focusing but if i have you know if i have taken on 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 something i will just not give up and um so i just keep going in that enjoy it so yeah technology for me was always very very interesting I, I always wanted to to work with technology um but that includes also media so um yeah I was also thinking at some point uh, like after school if I should get a journalist so so media in general was interesting for me and and that's maybe because internet is is just perfect right so so it, you have the media aspect you have the uh, computer aspect you have a bit of everything
0: yeah for sure now we'll we keep uh, this part short but uh, this is a personal question. So Java uh, has been no, I'll not say getting a lot of hate, but a lot of people are talking about that it's getting old now, and we should switch to Kotlin or something like that. Do you think that is real or will that ever happen? It's just a personal question.
1: Uh, well, you can never say never. First of all, but I can see that. First of all, the funny part is that often comes from people developing in JavaScript and. They might not even know that JavaScript is actually even a few months older than Java, from from what I know. Um, at least, you know, I mean, how, how is that? Because JavaScript stole the name JavaScript from Java, so I can't. To be honest, I can't exactly say, it, but I think, yeah, I think it started with a different name. That that that's I think why. But fact is, it's it's actually older than 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 Java by a few months. So uh, yeah, and, and there has there are also programming languages you know, like like C is is, is super old and it's still totally uh, in use, right? So yeah. that part, I don't think it will go so fast. And and also like um, it keeps reinventing itself. And um, what at the moment by some uh, maybe of the younger generation is said to be, be a disadvantage of like Java being complex. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't see they see the light because I, I would say quite the opposite. That, that complexity, that, that part that it makes it difficult to get started with Java. That is actually a, a really a saver, a lifesaver, because Java is is a very strict language. It has really strict rules, and that allows you to design a system that is very clean and simple. Because these rules, right, they they will they will move your code into a very clean and and simple way. While if you have a, a language that is flexible with everything that leads over time to a totally entangled, complex, difficult to understand system. And that will lead to bad performance, will lead to bugs. And uh, with Java, you will, of course you have bugs, you have all these issues too, but I would say you have less. And uh, yeah, so Java is after how many years? 25, 26 something years, still always in the top three, I would say of the most used programming languages all the big companies use it, and and for what? You know, not for simple things. Java is used for the big, complex problem solving. You know, Google is running on 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 Java, for instance. So, it's a really powerful, super fast language, that yeah, uh, you can do anything with it, and yeah, that's just what I, what I like about it. And yeah, and on... then they come and go and come and go yeah. and come and go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, Java is it has its strong part in the backend. So, for example, with MailTropper, we use react in the front end which is based mm-hmm. on on javascript so yeah. i think that way we have the best of both worlds while you can do even ui with with java i, mm-hmm. I, I don't do it i wouldn't do it um but it's a super fast uh, language for for the back end and also super powerful because of all these strict rules it, it takes a while to get used to it. it it's not the you know the the language that you can that you can learn over a lunch or something <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, I think it's it's a time well invested.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So now I'll just ask last two questions. Number one would be like, what? Uh, like you are in the email space right now, so uh, you are dealing with emails and email. Personally, what I feel, I use it a lot. I've been using it a lot these days, and what I feel that it compared to the other services, it is kind of stagnant, stagnating right now. It is kind of old and needs some innovation. So we see tools like uh, Superhuman, all these things which are contributing to uh, innovation or a growth of uh, the email services. Do you think uh, there, there will be a complete switch from kind of like emails student- to, uh using emails as normal uh what do you call it? text messages or like super unit human- first of all it's funny
1: you know it's it's a bit related to to your to your question before about java you know it's java that uh, again it's this email that uh it's 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 far from that because um well first of all <laughs> You know, no, it's a human. Go, go, go to the website. How it says get started. How do you get started? I I didn't click the link yet, but if I would click it, I'm sure it would say, you know, sign up with your email. (laughs) Ha ha. (laughs) Right. So, whatever service you use, you need an email to sign up. Uh, That's always, you know, the lowest layer um, because they haven't invented other such low layer. Right. So, so I don't know what they would invite in the uh, invent in the future. Uh, Yeah. So, can't speak about that. But speaking of today, um, there is nothing that is simpler. There is nothing that, like, if you if you take the the whole billions of people in the internet, I I'll, I'm sure that ninety nine percent of them will have an email, right? So with email you can reach them, and with email uh, uh, going back to all the social media channels, for example Twitter. Funny that you know we were speaking about the risk of you know the 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 the, the platform risk for years, but when when I would tell this, people would be ha 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 risk. it is not a risk, and then there is you know this guy coming with his super rockets and 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 this super awesome oh, smart guy. And he's just, you know, with with a finger snip, he's just telling goodbye to all the companies that were building their business on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> because now you have to pay forty-five k, thousand something dollars or yeah. so yep. to, to, to run to run your business. So he he just said goodbye to, to to thousands of and and that's really sad. So don't get me wrong. But but the point is, you know, this is not going to happen with email, because email is is is, is decentral uh you just need a, a email server a- anyone can install an email server and then you can reach anyone in the world so uh yeah um it 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 has the least barrier it has the greatest reach um so email is is far from that
0: yeah what, what, I, what I actually like meant i did not mean to say that it was dead but like the experience do you think the experience will change over time
1: I don't know. Uh, I mean, but for me, that's just like a flavor, right? So if you present the email in a long form or a short form, or you make it uh, pink or blue or red or green, it's still an email, right? Uh, So I'm sure there are ways of how you can improve that. Like also just take an email client. Uh, so, So the email clients have gotten better and better over time. Like uh, they can they can uh, uh, build up the whole thread so you now you know you get an email you see oh the whole reference of of the conversation that was going on you can now now type a letter and then and then find uh, search through all your billions of emails that you have uh, and I'm sure that with AI that will even get better right but it will still be that old email that we always had uh, yeah so
0: now actually my last question would be like you have built a lot of things you are building an amazing tool. Um, So what advice would you like to give to all the young like founders, young builders who are just starting out on the journey?
1: Okay. So, um, yeah, thanks for the question. Really appreciate it. That's a good question. I really like answering that. Um, because there's a lot that I want to give forward to, to, to people starting out. So when I started out, that's probably usually how, how i do how i push things is you know don't try to be smart just follow others uh so that's what i did right i i went to meetups i i read books i i listened to podcasts and so on um i think yours uh in 2015 was not available otherwise of course <laughs> so um and and there i learned things like for example i learned uh, you should start with marketing first right um, and I also learned you should not like develop, uh, you should like focus on your business. You should not focus too much on your code. Well, this might generally be right. Um, I learned over the years that I am not everyone's darling. I'm, 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 I'm different. I'm, I'm a personality. I'm Marcus. And, uh, so, so my, my brain works different. We, 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 talked about that and I have, uh, you know, that, that, that song, uh, my way always rings in my ears. Um, okay. I have to go my way. Um, so so I think it, it it requires a mix of both, you know, just, just doing your thing, ignoring all the advice is stupid. I, I wouldn't recommend that. I would definitely recommend to read books and podcasts and so on and so forth. But I would also recommend, you know, take everything with a grain of salt and don't lose your way, right? Because for example, I have this passion, I have the strengths in coding. And by yeah. I, I started uh, working on systems without coding, I, I hired someone to code for me That was a big mistake because that way I lost my superpower of, you know, being a super powerful, good, fast, uh, experienced coder. So uh, you have to take into account your own context. And that's the one thing I want to say. And the other thing is MVP. That's really a thing that I hate so much. Uh, It's a bit like communism. It's a great idea, but I, I have hardly ever, I guess, never seen it working in practice because what is MVP? At the moment, everyone this is like a totally hype word. Everyone loves talking about the MVP. So let let's let, let's tackle this a bit more in detail. What does it actually mean? I I think few people even even understand what it means. It's yeah. the minimum uh, viable. I hope I get this right now. Product and that yeah. means I I I mean being a German a non-native I, I had to look this up and think about this a bit in detail. So it, it means to have like the minimum possible product that brings value, yeah. value to a customer. That's the one important thing. So it's not just, uh, so, but what I see in in the wild, 99% of the time is MVP is like the, the shittiest product that you could uh, release in the shortest time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then this oh, is just shit. No one is going uh, to, to, to buy that. Uh, this is not bringing you success. And the second problem that I have with the MVP is that viable. What actually is viable when you're yeah. starting out um, that viable is the whole essence of your business. And you will, at least I didn't get it right. Like I, I started with, with mail dropper and I thought like, you know, okay, let's do this as an MVP. So I thought starting out, I was just, you know, I was trying to find the, like the, the unicorn. I didn't find it. So I was like, let's just take a, an idea that already worked for others. That's how I came to, to email marketing, because I know, you know, email marketing works, uh, so I was approaching it just from, from that angle. So I was then, you know, what is email marketing? And email mm-hmm. in email marketing is quite prominent, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, so I thought it's about sending emails. So my first version that I released quite quite uh, quickly was uh, a tool that was able to send hundreds of thousands of emails uh, very efficiently at a super, super cheap price. And yes, I had... Uh, a few customers in in quite short time. Uh, The tool, uh, to to repeat this, what it was really good in was sending lots of emails for a very cheap price. And that was basically it, right? Just sending emails. So the marketing part was a bit missing. And that's why the the initial customers that I got got were spammers. (laughs) So that really hurt me. Uh, so I had to, you know, I had to really like, uh, I was going in an emergency mode. So I was uh, very quickly thinking, you know, how can I fix this in, in the shortest possible time? A, I increased the prices, like tripled the prices to protect me because I thought, you know, if they will find a competitor that is cheaper, a spammer will always go for the price. They will go to them. Uh, second, I reduced the, the number of, of subscribers that I would offer because I, uh, so I reduced it at the time. That was two three years ago. Uh, to only 20,000 subscribers, because I thought the average customer should be fine with 20,000 subscribers, but the spammer is more interested in sending 50, 100, uh, or even a million of emails, right? Uh, yeah, so these were my first uh, precautions to, to get rid of the spammers. And then over time, I was uh, implementing a system, uh, some kind of, today we would say an AI, that would analyze if you are more of a spammer or if you're actually a good customer, Right. Um, so I'm trying to say the whole MVP idea to get back to that brought me into the totally wrong direction. Now I understand this much better. Now, if I would again say, you know, email marketing, what's the MVP? Well, the marketing part. So, I mean, marketing, why do we do marketing? We want to help people to make money. So if you build a tool that helps people making money, that helps people making, uh, efficiently marketing. That is something that the right customers will, will 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 buy, but if you just if you think that the MVP was just sending emails, there is a million tools that can do this uh, as well. Um, so you can only compete on the price, which I did, and then you get the wrong customers. So forget about the MVP. Focus more on you know building a great product, and please forget about the MVP. You will, I think, ninety-nine percent people will get it wrong anyway. For Thanks.
0: Sure. I, I see it a lot mVP they try, the they are uh, the startup community kind of has created has created a, a conception that the mVP has to be the the worst possible product ever but it in reality it has to be the product with the least amount of features which can add value to the user's life and it should i mean be in my opinion it should be good because no one, no one will use a, uh, your worst product that you'll ever launch. They will use the one with the minimum features which provides values to them.
1: Exactly. And I think the ability to see what is that you will only be able to do that in retrospect. So if I would sure. restart over, would you know, start from scratch? Now I would be able to do that. But why would I do that now if I already have Mail Dropper, right? I wouldn't. And that's why I'm saying the theory, the idea of disability is great so if you are able right I, i'm i it always depends different people different uh, yeah are different so, so if you're able to find that niche if you're able to you know that it's great i'm just saying that getting this right is like super 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 difficult the probability that you get it wrong is, is super super high and that's why it might yeah. make much more sense to to tackle the whole thing from a different angle to focus on i want to make a great product whatever great And my pace, with my personality, with my style, my way means.
0: Hundred percent, absolutely. Awesome. This was a great one, actually. Thank you. I'm afraid I don't have anything else to ask right now. But if you would like to say anything, just leave it.
1: Um. Yeah. So, what else can I say? So I would be happy if people have a look on maildropper.com, try out the product, send me an email or send me a direct message on Twitter. Really also, I love Twitter. Um, I'm super happy to help you out getting started. I'm also, and just send me a message, let's chat, you know. I'm also happy to to just chat, get to know people, um, exchange experiences. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Thank you. It was a great one. Thank you.